Lord, we pray that you'd lay your words on Steve Lips this morning, Father. Mm. You give him insight and revelation, Father, that he's going to speak forth your truth, Father. He's going to speak it as you give it to him, Father. Prepare us, Lord. Open our ears. Open our eyes, Lord. And Lord, Lord, let us be responsive to what you're saying to us this morning. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dave. So, yeah, lots of things going wrong that we don't like that we don't agree with but this is causing us to be people that rise up and take our authority and do something about it as we said in the watch this morning it's so easy to we all like comfort don't we I don't think there's any of us that say you know I like being uncomfortable we all like being comfortable don't we do we and um, it's how far we're prepared to sacrifice our own comfort for the sake of others and that's as we get into prayer, intercession, as we begin to take on the burdens of others, that ought to begin to change our hearts, our lives, and make us different. Um, but we were just hearing, I mean, Chris and Sue have been away at this Open Doors conference, and they've been hearing stories, we've been hearing stories as well. We've been hearing that there have been many um, converts from Islam as a result of what IS have been doing because of the outrage, because they're saying, surely if, if Islam is a peaceful religion, surely these type of things shouldn't be happening. And they've been questioning. Uh, and many have been turning to Christ in the thousands across the world. So let's pray that as these atrocities, as awful as they are, are hitting the headlines, and impacting many lives. Let's pray that there's a turn, that there's a turn in France, there's a turn across Europe. You know, we're going to be going into Europe in 2016 uh, from January onwards and beginning to stand on the borders and make declarations and decrees. And we want to see that continent shift. It is one of the darkest continents. And we've got to see it shifting. And let's believe that God will have his way as we rise to a new place. But I believe God's going to take us and as we are willing, as we are available to him, he's going to send us. So there's a fresh place of, um, of God retiring us. Praise the Lord. God is good. Now, we're getting on to God's times and seasons. And uh, there were a number of things. This was a word really for this uh, new year, 5776, that God was doing and God was saying that nations are going to begin to align with him or against him. And that's what we're going to be doing in this next season. Babel, this, the Babylonian system is going to begin to shake. A year that God sends his word, as Dave reminded us, that, that heaven is going to send that word out to pummel the gates of hell. And we're going to be a part of that. A year for holding the vava, the hammer of God's word. And uh, for those of you who weren't sure when one or two people mentioned cake, it's Howard's birthday this weekend. I won't say how old he is. Uh, and I won't mention the card that we've given as well, because you might not have opened that just yet. Okay, that birthday card. Um, but it's his birthday, and uh, Dit and Hannah had a cake made by Beth with the Bible with Scripture on it this morning. So in the break time after the watch, we sang to him in the watch, we gave him the cake, and we ate some of that cake today, that Word of God. So we've, eat, we've eaten the Word today. And, and it was sweet. 
to our taste. It was good. So God's word is really powerful. We must release the captivity in our own bloodline. There are things maybe that are hindering us from our past. God wants to unlock our future with that. It's a year that the kingdom force will be applied in the earth realm. The kingdom is going to have a massive impact in this earth realm. God's kingdom people will confound the enemy and plunder resources. Hallelujah. He's done enough of plundering our resources while well, we're going to plunder his because the treasures of darkness are coming out. It's a year of supernatural giving to secure the rest of uh, this decade, this eye-in decade, this five-year period. He's going to give us those resources and you're going to give like never before because God's going to pour into your, into your heart and life. Hallelujah. Things are falling down. The enemy's kingdom is, is being broken. Praise the Lord. So God's people are going to go up to the high places to worship and overthrow ruling thrones. Amen. You can sort that, Jenny, whilst I'm preaching. And this is a year that new leaders are going to arise in the civil arenas. And that's where I got to last week. So, here's a new thing. Many people say that we're preparing for visitation. However, this year is going to be a year of visitation to prepare for the future. So, God is visiting us that he might propel us in this new year. Amen. It's not just a visitation for visitation's sake so that we can feel the goosebumps of the Holy Spirit. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this lovely? He wants to visit us so that he can empower us and send us out in this new year. It's a really exciting time. This will be a year of the moment. I like this one because God's going to visit us in the present to reconcile our past in order that our future might be unlocked in a moment. In a moment. You think of Joseph who was a little bit unwise with sharing some dreams he had, got him into a lot of trouble, got him in trouble with his family, his brothers didn't like him, he ended up in a pit. Then he kind of came out of the pit and went into a household where God's favour was on him, but doing the right thing got him into prison. But in a moment, in a moment, he went from a prisoner to a prime minister. I mean, hey, come on. Come on, if this is a year when we can go into civil arenas, why not? Out of prison, into a powerful place of influence in our United Kingdom. Why not? Come on, we've got to believe that God's positioning us for the future. Positioning us for prosperity, because prosperity is nothing broken, nothing missing. So God is preparing us for a place where we're lacking no good thing in order that we might fulfill God's plans, God's purpose. So don't look at the size of your house. Don't look at the size of your bank balance. Don't look at the size of your credit card debt or other bills or whatever. Speak to them and tell them to be gone in Jesus' name. If you can get rid of some debt, do it. Don't take on more debt than you need to. Be careful, but, but look to him for your resources in this new season. Amen? Your house is big enough. If it isn't, it'll give you a bigger one. Amen? Maximise what you've got. I'll keep putting up more shelves in 18 Jordan Avenue. 
because of the lack of space. And we keep saying, Lord, we need that new place, that land and those buildings. We're going to make space in this building as well. It's really exciting. I'm going to have to draw on Chris's uh, gifting as well because he understands how these buildings are erected. And we're going to look at how we can expand. No, we're not going to live here. No, 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 no. Let's not confuse those sentences. Okay, let's not tie them together. Let's just chop them, chop them up a bit. Yeah, he does. So, at the year of the moment, come on, that's it. A man was asked one time what his favourite scripture was, and he said, my favourite scripture is, and it came to pass. He said, because whenever there's an issue, I say, thank the Lord, it came to pass, it ain't come to stay. So, everything can change. This is a year about the word coming down from heaven. Hallelujah. Good one, Beth. That was a good prophetic symbol for Howard's birthday. The word has come down, brother, and it's coming to you too, and you're going to be going out empowered. This is a year to understand how Babel rises up and that the enemy will be building his kingdom as whilst at the same time God is building his kingdom. Antichrist is going to be coming. Hello. Persecution is coming. You won't find that in the promise box, but I'll tell you what, it's in the Bible, it's coming, but we're going to be ready. Because God is building his kingdom. And as we look and see what's happening in the nations, Russia are giving larger missiles, more powerful missiles to Iran. Now that's not been on the BBC, because they don't want us to know that. But I know from emails that I get out of Israel that Russia have sold missiles to Iran that will reach Israel to wipe her out because that's their plan. But I also know that there is a God in heaven. And how many stories we've heard because Hamas was asked, how come in that last season where rockets were coming out of Gaza being aimed at Israel, how come your guys are such lousy shots? Most of them missed. They said, there's nothing wrong with our aim. And Israel said themselves on one occasion, a missile was going for a highly populated area in Israel. The iron domes were not able to shoot it down. It was on a trajectory. It was going to go and it was going to kill many people. And at the last minute, the wind blew it into the sea. Hey, that's one of Lozer's stories. Let me tell you, you can hate Israel, but when you come against God and his covenant people, you better watch out because those missiles will turn round and come in your direction. That's why it's good not to point the finger. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's got a way. Listen, there is nothing impossible for God. No thing, no rhema. You know, we'll probably think about it next month in Luke chapter 1 where Gabriel came to uh, Mary and he said, you're going to have a child. And it's like, really? You know, I'm not having any relationships with a man right now that will make that possible. And Gabriel says, ha ha, 
You know, I've come from the throne room of God. I know what's possible and I know what's impossible. And with God, no thing, no rhema, no rhema word of God is impossible. No rhema word is devoid of power. If God said it, he will do it. God is not a man who will lie. And when he has has released something out of his mouth, it is going to come to fruition. Whoa. I feel like preaching this morning. Hallelujah. So, God's building. And you know what is most exciting? You are his temple. You are his spiritual edifice that he's building. You are a part of that body that is going to usher in the kingdom of God. At the very darkest point in the night, the sun pops up and the dawn breaks at the darkest point. And when it looks like the darkest, the kingdom of God is going to be shining so bright, so powerful, so full. Why do we need to humble ourselves? Why do we need to repent? Why do we need to turn from our wicked ways? Because then he will have a body that he can inhabit with 100% of his light and his glory and his power. And that body is going to be reverberating in the earth realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I had a lady on the phone on Tuesday. There was only me in the office. On Tuesday, this lovely lady, 71, 72 years of age, and she wanted the Messianic Church arising. And she was telling me, she said, last night I watched Robert Heidler on the internet and he was talking about the Bride of Christ. And he says the Bride of Christ isn't just in this white floaty gown. She carries a sword. She said, I'm a lay Methodist preacher and I've got got a date for the 9th of December when I'm going to be preaching in a church and I'm getting... One of, one of the grandchildren's lightsaber. You know, one of these probably Star Wars type ones. She said, and I'm going to take it with me when I'm preaching. And I'm going to be telling them about the bride of Christ and the authority that we've got. I said, bring it on. Bring it on. Hallelujah. Come on, the bride is raising, you know, rising up in the earth. Lovely. 70-year-old lady. Bless her. Cotton socks. So this is a six year, a man year. Uh, six is the number of man. So watch how man builds using his strength, but this is a year that we're going to wield the word of God. Um, let me come on with these other scriptures. I love this. Proverbs 16, 1 to 3. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. Is that right? I'm always right, aren't I? Come on, I, I. I'm not on about Steve Watson. I is always right. Is it right? I've always got the best idea. We've got a little card. I think David and Irene bought it, a birthday card for Jenny. And it's got this lady on the front. And it said, I am the boss. Does it say I am the boss? (laughs) 
Oh, that's it. I'm not bossy. That's right. I'm not bossy. I just have better ideas. Well done, Suzanne, because you've seen that and you know Jenny, don't you? I'm, I'm not bossy. I just have better ideas. Often, I don't think they really meant it for you, sweetheart. It was a joke. It was a joke. Anyway, what was this scripture saying? This scripture was saying, all the ways of a man are pure in his eyes. And a woman as well, by the way. But the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So we're talking about preparations have to do with plans. The plans that we make. We're always planning. It's important to plan. But let me tell you, the answer from the tongue, from our heart in a sense... The answer's going to be from the Lord. We're planning, we're thinking, we're praying, aren't we? All of us, you know. Lord, what's our next move? What do we need to do? You know, there's this coming, there's that. That's going on. We're asking the Lord and we're planning, we're making preparations because that's the right thing. But let me tell you, what God wants is a thing that's going to happen. All the ways of a man appear in his own eye, but the Lord ways. The Lord knows the intentions of our heart. He knows our motives. We can never fool him. We can fool one another, not fool him. He knows our thoughts and our intentions. If we commit our works, this is everything that we are. Commit our works, our business, our career. You know, the way that we do things, our doings, it says in the Strongs, the doings, you know, the things that we do. Commit them to the Lord and your thoughts, in other words, again, your plans, your preparations will be established. He will build them. God's amazing. In uh, the same chapter, verse 9, it says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And then in chapter 19, verse 21, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that will stand. Oh, wow. So, here's the next one. We have to confound the enemy at the gate so we can plunder what is ours. To do this, you can either come from a heavenly perspective, and I put this in blue, or you can be like David and go up at the water spout from the earth in the place to surprise the enemy. You must ascend in worship, then descend in war and go to the high places this year to get past the gates of the enemy's high place and gain the spoil. We this year have got to confound the enemy at the gate. Now, in ancient times, and it might still be in a few places, but the elders sat in the gate of the city. The elders sat together, they held council together, they made decisions in the gate. The gate is a place of authority, and God wants us to stand in the gate, in the gate of Burton-on-Trent, in the gate of our nation, and, and that's an important thing. But to do it, the word of the Lord was, we either need to come from a heavenly perspective. Now, what's the heavenly perspective? In Ephesians, Paul says that we've been raised up together with Christ. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Jesus is sat at the right hand of the Father. And we're there. We're already in a heavenly place. Hello. We're not a chrysalis in the cabbage patch, under the soil. We're not a grub. Our perspective is not 
under the circumstances. We are well outside of the circumstances. And in this new season, we are going to happen to circumstances, not circumstances happening to us. We're going to happen to them. We're going to tell them that they're going to go. Or it says you can be like David and go up the water spout. When David wanted to take the, the city of Jabus, which became renamed as a city of David and Jerusalem, he said to his team, guys, we're not going to sort of just attack and have siege works against the city. I've got a bit of a plan. I guess he had a word from heaven. There's a water course and we can go up that and get into the city. How many of you have seen Johnny England? Johnny English, yes, sorry, Johnny English. One of those movies, it's not a very nice bit, so I won't elaborate too much on it, but he manages to get up into the city, into where the naughty enemy was. And it wasn't a very pleasant route. It was kind of a sewage route into the city. Well, even going up the watercourse, if you think about it, for David, which sounds a bit cleaner with water coming out than nasty stuff, you're still in the dark. There's still water where you could drown as you're trying to get through. It's not pleasant. But sometimes there's things that we've got to push through to get into the place where the enemy is in order to confound the enemy. Because one of the things that I wrote this morning as I was preparing for this, I put, to confound the enemy, we have to do something he doesn't expect. The Jebusites did not expect an enemy to come up through this tunnel, this water course, to get into the city. He expected to be able to see the, the, the enemy coming. He expected to be able to fire at them from the walls. He expected that he was able to protect uh, against David. In fact, they, they threw out a few insults to David and David's army. But David said, I'm going to teach him. We're going to come up. We're going to go up a different way. We're going to confound them. Listen, do something this season that the enemy doesn't expect. What's coming your way might not be pleasant. The route might not be pleasant. But do it anyway. I was thinking the way that the Lord led Jenny and I. In 1998, we're living in southwest Birmingham and the Lord says, go back to Burton and start a church. And the two mentors in our lives who we held in high esteem well-seasoned, mature people, one of them said to us, when we told them God was calling us back to Burton, they said, God never tells somebody to go back to Egypt. When God's brought you out of Egypt, that's it. So that was one mentor. Oh my word, this person was high. We would listen to their counsel and their advice. And the other person wasn't too happy because they really wanted us to go and work with them. And guess what? They lived in San Diego, California. And we'd been out to San Diego, California. And I have to say, the flesh liked the lifestyle, liked the weather, liked everything about San Diego. But whilst those two voices were coming at us, we knew God was calling us to Burton on Trent. And you know what? 
sometimes the things that come against us really challenge where we're at inside because the flesh wants things that are nice, wants comfort, but it's his, it's the answer from the Lord. He will direct our steps. And when God calls us, no matter what comes against us in the natural, if we will confound the enemy by not just doing what the flesh wants, you know, our, our flesh life. Who wouldn't want to live in San Diego and live in a T-shirt and shorts all day and all of that? I don't want the fires and some of the other things that go on out there. But let me tell you, when we say yes to God, his plan is always the best plan. Wherever it is, in the back seat of the desert, you know, Moses with the sheep or whatever it is, but God's got a place. For some of you, you've been, and it feels like you've been on the back side of the desert. With the sheep, and you're sick of hearing the sheep. You're sick of sheep mess and everything that goes with it. Looking after the sheep, caring for the sheep and all that. Let, kill that sheep. Let, let me tell you, it's time to shift position. It's time to shift position because God's taking you to a new place where he's going to promote you to a new place in him. And it isn't going to be easy because Moses hit a few issues when he went to try and deliver the people because he wanted to do it his way. Number six is the year of man. <coughs> but God wants us to do it his way. So, here's the thing. When it's time for the new, our focus should be, am I prepared to wait until a full manifestation occurs? Here's some good questions that Chuck gave for this coming year. To evaluate all new beginnings, ask yourself some questions. First of all, is the situation or circumstance that you find yourself in causing you to question God's heart and love towards you and making you resist your new beginning. So is the circumstance, the situation that you're facing right now, causing you to question because it looks bad? You know what I'm saying? It looks tough. It looks hard. It looks difficult. Or maybe it's mean. It's not nice. It's not pleasant. I'm crawling up this sewer pipe, and it's not where I want to be right now. Because our heart towards God and it is so important. If we keep moaning and complaining, we're not going to see the answer. Don't resist your new beginning. Is the enemy using your reaction to stop you from moving into God's best? Is your reaction positive or negative? Hello? Alexis has just moved down from Scotland and it hasn't been an easy ride, has it? Because when she got the surveyor's report, it began to make her think, is this house the right one? Is this move the right one? The enemy starts throwing things in our pathway and we begin to question. But we need to dig into him, get into his heart, begin to love on him and let him begin to direct us. So don't let the enemy... Use a negative reaction so that it stops you from moving into God's best. 
Thirdly, are you kicking against the pricks and attempting to move in a way that Holy Spirit is developing checks in your spirit? He's used this word pricks because this is the word that the Lord spoke to Saul when he was on his way to Damascus to persecute Christians because Saul thought that this new movement was against God. This, the way, you know, the people of the way, because Jesus said, I am the way. And the earlier followers of Jesus were called members of the way. He wanted to persecute them. He wanted to do away with this new move because he thought that he was doing God's will by persecuting this new move. Saul's religious upbringing and education was calling him to reject this new move of God. God is bringing a new move. God's causing a new wineskin in the church, in the body, and the religious will miss it. We need to make sure that even those that have been journeying, that we don't miss it and get religious. Because change is here to stay. Say change. Change, change is good. Change is God. I am happy for change. Now, angels, you're recording those words. You saw those hearts, you saw those lips. Any situation or circumstance creating roadblocks to stop you from entering into... Is there situations or circumstances creating roadblocks to stop you from entering into a wrong new beginning? In other words an Ishmael rather than an Isaac. So Abraham and Sarah were told they would have an offspring that were gonna, was going to bless the nations. And when they were too old to get pregnant, both of them were unable to have children. They said, God must have another plan. This looks impossible. We need to come up with plan B. You need to marry my maidservant because she's young enough to give a child. And what happened? Ishmael was born. And Isaac came later. I love it that God waits for the impossible because then you and I know it's him. There's no way then we, we can brag on ourselves. He loves it, he loves it when it's impossible. Because then you and I have to say, Jesus, you are amazing. You've done it again. You've done it again. You've come through. When everything looked like a roadblock, every circumstance said, it ain't gonna happen. You've come against this thing again and again and again. And every time it stopped you, it's hindered you. God says, no, this is a new day, this is a new season, go up again. Go up again. A righteous man can fall seven times, but he gets up and keeps moving. So, praise the Lord. Last thing here. Is the situation or circumstance that's happening in your life initiating a chain of events leading to a new beginning? Sometimes one event in your life is a catalyst for many other things. Perhaps you've not seen the end of the thing that has begun to get you to your new place.
John Cooper, our lovely dad, has had a circumstance in the last five weeks, but that has become a catalyst for his life to change. We're decorating the whole house. He's having things that he's always wanted in the house because now he's in charge. I had a little season when I was moving from one relationship to the other and I thought, now I can make the decisions, who, when, why and all the rest of it. And God brought Jenny along very quickly (laughs) because he knew, he knew I would make a mess. So he thought, I better, I better send somebody along pretty quick. But our mum passing away was a sad thing, but the best thing for her and the best thing for us, because John is coming into a new season, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming into a new season. And her passing into heaven has been a catalyst for change for him. He's coming into a new lease of life. Their home is going to look totally different. And he's going to have an open time. He's going to show you what he's done and his tastes. He's decorating that house beautifully and it's been his choice, what he's wanted, and it's beautiful to see it. So, (laughs) what's God bringing in your life? Because we can look at things and we can say, this is a tragedy. This is a tragedy. This can either rip my heart out or it can be a fresh start. It can be something that that God can turn around. Romans 8.28 God can take the tragedies of our lives and turn them around for our good. For our good. To those of us who love him, who are called according to his purpose, he can do it. He is amazing. And so there may be a catalyst that may look negative. It may look bad. The no's sometime can be the catalyst to change our lives for a positive Sometimes the yes can be the worst things in our lives because it can lead us to a downward path. Sometimes it's a roadblock that makes us galvanise. I remember when my mum announced to the family she was going to learn to drive. And me and my brother ribbed her. We said, my word, we're going to start driving on the pavement, mother, if you're going on the roads. We gave her a hot... And she said, right, I will show you, boys. I will learn to drive. And, and we were only having fun with her, of course. But you know what? You can do it with him. All things are possible to him who believes. All things. All things are possible to him who believes. If you believe him and you expend yourself on him, get into that love relationship with him. Feel his heartbeat. Man, he'll take you into places where you never knew existed. And I'll tell you, the journey with him is amazing. When you give yourself fully to him. Is your situation or circumstance creating an offence that keeps you from advancing? That's the last point. Is there an offence? Is there some unforgiveness? Is there any bitterness? Is there anything that's holding you back, that's hindering you? Get rid of it. Cut it off. Is there a relationship that you know is being harmful, it's being destructive? Pray, ask the Lord, and then cut that thing off. 
Maybe it's restoring a relationship that is going to be a key to your next season. God's doing a work of reconciliation and restoration in different relationships and changing things. Let's make sure that our next step in God is completely with our hand in His without anything in between us. Amen? So let's stand together. Let's just pray. Lord, we want to thank you for the things that you have prepared for us in this new season as we have entered 5776. God, as we came into this Hebraic New Year in September, Lord, we thank you that you'd laid up many things for us, for us to walk into. And Lord, we want to thank you that you have prepared good things for our future. And Lord, we want to just cut off again anything that's going to hinder us. Lord, those things, those situations and circumstances that have seen as though they were impossible, being a roadblock and hindering us constantly, Lord, we declare that those things now have come down. Lord, just as the top came off that uh, music stand, Lord, we make a prophetic declaration that those roadblocks, those situations have fallen to the ground right now. And that, Lord, a new way has become available to us. And we declare, Lord, new things. Yeah, new sounds, new relationships. Lord, for our partners who are unsaved, we declare this is a time, this is a season for them to enter into a relationship with you. Lord, this is a time for these businesses to accelerate. Lord, if we are missing it by not being obedient, by bringing tithes, and offerings into this house, into this storehouse. God, prick our hearts, our consciences, so that there is complete obedience in our lives to release the next step. Lord, as we test you, even in giving in this new season, Lord, we pray that those windows of heaven would be thrown open. That the windows would just be so open that the, that the uh, enormity of heaven's resources might just fall out into our lap. Lord, may we not keep thinking, how am I going to do it? Where will the finances come from? Lord, we break that confinement of the enemy for this new season. How am I going to pay the bills if I leave my job? If I change my direction? If I follow the call? How is it going to happen? Lord, we break every unbelieving word from the enemy in this new season. Lord, we say, you have made a way in the wilderness for a rebellious group of Israelites, three million of them, their clothes never wore out, their shoes never wore out, they never got bunions, they never got stinky feet. God, you prepared a way for them, even though they were rebellious. Lord, I declare over this congregation, we are not rebellious. God, we want you with all of our hearts. We're following after you. And Lord, you will make a way. You will provide everything that we need. And we speak to debt right now, where it has shouted in our ears and limited us. We say, debt, go in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against you, spirit of mammon. Your power is broken over our lives. You will not dictate to us again in the future. Our resource is God. Jehovah Jireh, his provision is seen in our lives and will be seen. And mountains of debt, 
mountains of opposition. They're coming down in Jesus' name and we are coming through in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen.